and we're going to go live to YouTube. Hey, it's Dr. Ariel Policano with the Frequency of 528 podcast. I'm here every week live streaming on Zoom to YouTube, and we also podcast across all of the major podcast platforms. And people have been telling me they've been uh, listening to the podcast on Spotify, as well as other parts of the um, different podcast platforms, and that's super exciting. Well, today it's uh, me here with you, but I have a very, very special um, presentation for you. And then next week, we're going to be joined by Missy Iten, and she um, practices the genius along with the emotion code. So she's going to be along at this time next week, and we're going to continue to have guests. But I have a very special, this will probably be a short, shorter podcast but I have something very special to share with you. And so thank you. And thank you for all of our regulars. Uh, Betty, thanks for hanging out with us live. We really appreciate it. And Dr. Trina, great to have you. Isabel, Julie, Rob, and Bob. Hey, really nice. And everybody else who's joining us live, we really appreciate it. And join us on YouTube. Thank you so much. And I will be here every week. Um, and next week we will have Missy Iten on. Let me make sure that this looks good. Um, and she will be talking about the genius and the emotion code, as I mentioned. And we have lots of um, really juicy guests coming up. Of course, everybody's traveling for the summer, but we're trying to book them just the same. But what I want to talk to you about today is a really, really fascinating, switch this down here, article, which was published. And if you are a quantum biofeedback uh, lover, you love quantum biofeedback, just a few more adjustments here, then you will want to definitely check out the Resonance Foundation. So if you're not familiar with the Resonance Foundation, go to Resonance Foundation, uh, or it's actually Resonance Science right here on the uh, presentation, resonancescience.org. And you will want to be part of like their RSS feed or find out what they're researching, what they're studying, because a lot of what they cover related to is related to quantum physics. And it really helps to better inform us and understand why quantum biofeedback and the genius biofeedback system are so important in our pursuit of creating coherence and recognizing that we are electrical before we're chemical. So today, I'm simply going to review this really interesting study. And like I said, this will be on the shorter side, but I think it will be really fun to look at this and look at what the science is now telling us about the mitochondria and what it may ultimately tell us about other organs of the body and the body itself. It may be much more frequency and light than we had previously suspected. And why is that important? Because then our therapeutics and the way that we repair or um, regenerate the body may not be so physical. It may be related more to frequency and light types of technologies. And that's what we really want to explore. So this particular article is called 
mitochondria in photoreceptor cells found to focus light and function as an optical micro lens. Okay. And this is uh, the study was reviewed on the resonance science um, website. And we're going to go through parts of the article in just a moment. So if you found us on Spotify or you're joining us on YouTube, I just want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by the Genius Biofeedback System. And the Genius Biofeedback System is a quantum biofeedback tool that helps you learn more about yourself and the world around you. In fact, it's sort of like having a nutritionist, acupuncturist, and chiropractor in the palm of your hand saves you lots of money and time because you can find out more about what's going on with you and give yourself that wonderful frequency that will create the coherence and lift up your vibration. If you've never heard of this technology, you can go to geniusbiofeedback.com to learn more. So let's get back to our article of the day, our analysis, our research. So if you are not familiar with the mitochondria, we have in a, with the genius, we have the mitochondrial rejuvenation program. Why do we have that? We have it because, and many of you may know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. We have, you know, millions and millions of mitochondria all over the body and they're organelles within our cells. And they have a very specific function. They help to turn glucose into ATP. And that means that they generate energy for us. And when we have oxygen, plus glucose to go into ATP, we very, we start into the mitochondria, we very efficiently make energy. So ATP means you can run, you feel great, your heart can beat, your body can repair itself, all types of things that the body can do because of the mitochondria. And we know that some, the chronic illness, fibromyalgia, cancer may be in fact related to a mitochondrial dysfunction. So when the mitochondria are not working well because the system is short circuiting or we don't have the proper nutrition or we don't digest properly. And now we're going to see it may be vibrational. It may be electrical and there may be something going on related to the electrical current within our body that is affecting the mitochondria and making it not work correctly. So the mitochondria is extremely important. It's a fascinating um, organelle part of the cells within the cell to look at because we think that the mitochondria may have been their own separate species at one time. And in fact, they're the one part of the body that has a different DNA sequence. The mitochondria have their own DNA, which is unique to them. So it's to, to study the, the mitochondria in general, just what we know about their biochemical or biological function is amazing. And it's fun to study the nutrition of the mitochondria going into the citric acid cycle. You need lots of B vitamins. You need lots of magnesium. You need um, something called malic acid, which comes from green apples. There are lots of different constituents. You need lots of coenzyme Q10 to help the mitochondria to function. And it's interesting to look around the body and see where the most mitochondria are located. Like in the heart has a massive amount of mitochondria because when you think about it, your, your heart cannot take a break, right? It has to ever, 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 ever be beating. And so as such, it takes a great deal of energy and so the energy must be produced and the production of the energy happens at the level of the mitochondria. So on its face, on its own, without knowing anything in this research article, the mitochondria are quite amazing. But this article adds another dimension. So 
We also know about the mitochondria, just to finish up the physiological function, is that it, in addition to producing energy, it also regulates certain cellular functions. And in fact, it is intimately involved with gene expression. And when they're working well, it may work, these mitochondria may help to prevent cancer and maintain wellness in a function known as apoptosis. So they control the apoptosis, which is the controlled cell death. So your cell has a certain lifestyle, life, life cycle. And when it is life cycle is over, the cell needs to be very humble, lay itself down and disintegrate in a cycle called apoptosis. And when we don't have proper apoptosis, that's possibly when certain oncogenic or cancer-related activities may occur. So healthy mitochondria help the genes to express themselves in a very healthy way. So this is just to continue the conversation about what we already know about the mitochondria. And they may have been separate organisms, separate bacteria or some type of organism in, a, in their previous incarnation before they somehow got integrated into the human function. They've even been said to exhibit social behaviors. They have a high level of um, complexity where they can create coordinated activity with other mitochondria. Now, if you are a genius practitioner and you're listening to this, and I was going to have my genius um, set up, but I wanted to show the slideshow. I would take the mitochondria, any of the mitochondria frequencies, and combine them with the um, Solfeggio 639 hertz, which is all about cell to cell and better communication, so that your mitochondria can have improved communication with each other. So if you take 639 from your Solfeggio and place it into the QuickZap, and then put any of the mitochondrial frequencies or the mitochondrial anatomy, the mitochondrial DNA into the QuickSap and run it for 15 or run it for 30 minutes as a way to enhance this process. So the sociality of mitochondria determines the behavioral and functional outcomes within and between tissues, affecting all aspects of health and vitality. And this is what we already know about the mitochondria. So they have a social behavior, they work in sort of um, engaging the other mitochondria and coordinating with them for proper cell function, for proper gene expression. Um, and they actually um, sort of uh, collect each, they work collectively for the betterment of whatever organ or tissue their work level that they're working at. So really, really interesting. And this particular level of coordination is particularly expressed in the brain. So the mitochondria work in a coordinated and collective fashion in the brain in order to help the person more healthfully express um, proper cognition, you know, memory, things like that. So within the brain, they form what's called a mitochondrial intercellular network. And this happens throughout the body. The one that we're most familiar with is the one in the brain. So absolutely amazing. Now, the resonance foundation always sort of thought there was probably a light property, uh, photonic property to um, the mitochondria. So this is really interesting to think that our cells may be less biochemically functioning and more holders of light and photonic energy. So this is fascinating. So the mitochondria was proposed 
by the Resonance Foundation to be a cell that generates highly coherent light. If you think about something within the body that could produce all of this energy, uh, sort of to keep us perpetual, right, for as long as we're alive, um, it's kind of amazing. And you would have to think it would have some type of photonic light function that is well um, beyond our very basic and pedestrian biochemical understanding of the citric acid cycle and the mitochondria. So they say biolazing coupled with fun couple coupling functionality with a quantized electromagnetic field and channeling of such coherent photons giving the mitochondria properties of optimal resonators or causing calling them wave guides within the cells. I think in some ways this means that there's so much more wave function going on within the mitochondria versus just thinking of it as being some type of material or particle. It's much, perhaps much more wave form and in some ways much more malleable and influenced by the surrounding frequencies. And perhaps we can improve or tune up the function with certain frequencies, with certain light frequencies, with certain sound frequencies, with certain Hertz frequencies. So this study was in the Journal of Science Advances. This was an actual study and it was um, done by the National Eye Institute, which is part of the National Health Institute. So really interesting that we, that people or our organizations are actually studying such things. I'm just gonna adjust this view. So in the study, it says this quantum optical coherence related to the mitochondria will result in biolazing or laser, what biolazing is, is a laser-like or a light sort of transmission or frequency transmission of coherent photons, where the mitochondria act as optical, optical waveguides facilitating the transmission of photons. The photons, when absorbed, will modulate the electronic properties of biomolecules, resulting in a direct functional effect. The photons, when absorbed, will modulate the electronic properties of biomolecules. It's light and frequency then affecting the physical particle, resulting in a direct functional effect. So let's read the whole thing again. The quantum, this quantum optical coherence, so remember they're studying the eyes, right? It's the National Eye Institute. They're looking within the eye to understand the mitochondrial function within the eye. This quantum optical coherence function of the mitochondria will result in biolazing or a laser-like transmission. So saying that the mitochondria transmits these photons of coherent photons where the mitochondria act as optical waveguides facilitating the transmission of photons. So we should try to optimize the functioning of the mitochondria for optimal biophotonic transmission for optimal transmission of this light. So how do we make them more coherent and able to hold maybe electrical flow? The photons when absorbed will modulate the electronic properties of biomolecules resulting in direct functional effect. So somehow this fo these photons uh, that are generated by the mitochondria ultimately have an effect on the tissue or the area that they're located in. 
As well, coherent interface of cytoplasmic sources will result in holographic information processing. I can't believe this was a study where holographic interference patterns can be stored in, in the phosphate bilayers bi of membranes over short periods or hardwired into the microtubules and actin filaments. So there is um, a lot of these photons carry encoded information, which will inform functioning for where the mitochondria is going to have an influence. Coherent interfacing of cytoplasmic sources will result in holographic information processing. That's absolutely amazing. Where holographic interface patterns can be stored in phosphate bilayers of membranes. That's the um, cell membrane over a short period of time, short time periods, or hardwired into micro tubules, which is like the passageway that within cells or, or um, uh, different things are, we think that my, microtubules may actually be carriers of consciousness, but there may be substances or things moving through the microtubules in order for the neuron or something uh, to function. And actin filaments are um, also present like within nerves or within muscles. So what this is saying is that the mitochondria, the light energy is having an effect on the eye itself, helping to improve or express the actual physical functioning of the eye through this light information, through this light or photonic frequency. We refer to this as cellular holographic information. So um, holographic, you know, what I take away from that is um, the cellular holographic information processing network. This is what they talked about where the mitochondria kind of work together as a network. They have almost a social connection and ability to um, recruit each other together um, in order to perform their function. In addition to being a possibly significant source of optical-based coherent information signaling and we refer to this as a cellular, I think there shouldn't have been a period here. Um, we refer to this as the cellular holographic information processing network, in addition to being possibly a significant source of optical-based coherent information signaling and holographic memory storage. Now, I don't completely understand all of this, but I do understand that this photon-based network is having an effect with light that is not the same as a biochemical effect. And that is truly fascinating. Holographic memory storage, that reminds me that maybe each mitochondria has the holographic piece. Each one has that memory stored within it, that same understanding of maybe the whole body and how the body functions and informs the light then um, brings encoded information to the whole body in some way, not just the eye in order to make it work better. So it sounds like the functioning of the mitochondria is way beyond just this chemical process designed to make ATP and energy. There's so much more that meets the eye. And it means that we're not merely machine, biochemical machine with our mitochondria, our heart, our brain, just functioning in a mechanistic way we're much, much more light being. And this literally, even though those of us in the metaphysical world understand intuitively that we are a light body, we are a light being, this is literally the research that's showing us our mitochondria is light, bio, 
biophoton energy, which is necessary to sort of keep the coherence of the body. So maybe it isn't so much about whether your heart is functioning correctly biochemically, but more whether the coherence or light energy around your heart is sort of holding the whole fabric together. And it, it, what you take away from that is how do you focus on your own energy field and raise up the energy field rather than focusing so much on the physical? So do you use um, genus biofeedback frequencies? Do you get out into the sun and get light energy? Do you use maybe some red light therapy? Do you listen to something that has sound frequency that changes the energy within you? Now that we know that our mitochondria is largely biophotons, what new decisions will be we make? The study was performed by researchers at the National Eye Institute, which is part of the National Institute of Health. It was headed by lead investigator Wei Li. He found that mitochondria and the photoreceptors of the retina have dual roles, a generating energy for the intense, the generating energy for the energy intense process of phototransduction, sending electrical signals generated by photons to the brain and a direct optical processing role functioning as veritable micro lenses. So again, the mitochondria are having a light function. Their photons are part of what is helping the signals in the eye to respond, the signaling in the eye for sight or along the optical nerve for it to be functioning correctly. Previously, the positioning of the mitochondria and the cone photoreceptor cells was baffling to researchers as the mitochondria formed tight bundles over the photoreception centers, which would seem to scatter and block incoming photons. However, far from scattering light, the study directly observed mitochondrial bundles as optical wave guides. That is amazing. Far from scattering light, the study directly observed mitochondrial bundles as, act as acting as optical wave guides, focusing the light and facilitating its transport to the photoreceptor segments of the retinous cone cells. I mean, I think there's a lot of takeaway. It would be like using frequency to make the mitochondria better, but also maybe nutrients like coenzyme Q10 would up this ability. Like when I read this, I think, well, if your mitochondria are working better, then maybe your vision will improve. Let's read it again. Afar from scattering light, the study directly observed mitochondrial bundles acting as optical wave guides, focusing the light and facilitating its transport to the photoreceptor segments of the retina's cone cells. So the retina is where you have that ability to have very sharp vision and the light has to be reflected correctly into the retina and the retina has to be able to have good sensory ability to pick up that information. And apparently the, the mitochondria have a sort of a biophotonic function in order to contribute to this function of the focusing the light and facilitating the transport to the photoreceptor segments of the retina itself, specifically the cone cells. The study is a resolute confirmation 
of the optical properties of the mitochondria and their role in channeling and directing light in highly controlled functional capacities. The study is a resolute, that's really interesting that so, they're so certain, confirmation of the optical properties of the mitochondria and their role in channeling and directing light in highly controlled functional capacities. As we describe them in our study, the functioning is optimal waveguides for coherent, stimulated light emission within the cell. So more coherent functions are more organized. Healthy frequencies like the sulfeggiotones help to create coherent states, as does meditation, as does mindfulness and relaxation helps to improve this coherence. And so that would in turn would increase the functionality of the mitochondria. Further experiments and research will be needed to ascertain if this optical role of the mitochondria occurs more generally in other tissue types beyond the cells of the retina. I mean, intuitively, wouldn't you think that they would? Further experiments and research will be needed to ascertain if this optical role of the mitochondria occurs more generally in other tissue types. So does the mitochondria in the heart have some type of a photonic effect? Does the mitochondria in the brain have this type of biophoton effect? Intuitively, you'd almost say absolutely. The study from Wei Li and the National Eye Institute and the new insights into the optical role of cone mitochondria will have immediate clinical implications as the methodology can be employed to identify mitochondria-specific deficits. So if the mitochondria in the eye were not working correctly, we now know it plays such an important role to the delivery of the transmission of signals that if your mitochondria is dysfunctional, it would affect the vision. It'll have immediately, immediate clinical implications as the methodology can be employed to identify mitochondria-specific deficits within the photoreceptor optics that lead to macular degenerative, degenerative pathologies and retinal diseases. So when your mitochondria are not as coherent, when they're not able to channel that light energy as optimally, then it could lead to macular degeneration and retinal issues. Um, so we, such as you know, nearsightedness or other issues with focusing um, the light onto the retina. So if you have frequencies, right, that you can focus on the mitochondria or just creating a more coherent state in the body, then that would have direct implications and may improve macular degeneration. So perhaps macular degeneration and eye diseases are a matter of, of a change in vibration. So a general step down in vibration due to toxins or due to other um, issues, right? So the flow of energy changes this is more directly maybe related to the macular degeneration than other things that we have considered. Therefore, we really wanna think about the coherent light state of the body and then employ certain therapeutics to raise that light 
and that frequency and vibration to a state of coherence, because in that state of coherence, the mitochondria function much better. All right. So at, we've been talking a little bit about this, but what is the significance of this research? And again, if you enjoyed this, go to resonancescience.org and you can find the full article and read it. And a lot of other research that they're doing on quantum physics, which I consider to be so important to understanding the proper place of the genius and other frequency technologies, why they are so important. We have to understand this universe as frequency and light. And so research like this can really help to underscore that and, and help us to understand it in a much better way. Okay, so perhaps other organs of the body, even as they mentioned in the research article, as much are as much generators of light and frequency as they are biochemical machines. If this is the case, should our therapies and approach be more frequency and light-based in and of themselves? So they're saying that the mitochondria may have this light coherent function in other tissues of the body, but they need to study. It seems obvious that it would, but maybe other organs themselves are more light than they are biochemical. So should we endeavor then to restore coherence rather than uh, implement all sorts of medications? Should we endeavor to restore coherence through therapies that relax the body and restore it to nature? Kind of seems obvious, right? So this is what therapies like the Genius or HeartMath, other therapies, PEMF, um, all of these things, you know, even Reiki and just having a massage, you know, going to the lake or the ocean, all of these things help to restore us to nature, which means we have more coherence, more organization and structure of ourselves as a result. So um, if anybody has any questions or comments about the research, I'll certainly entertain them. Um, but this is the main thing that I wanted to really drive home today. I really just wanted to come on. And I thought that that article was um, so fascinating. And I think we might be able to see the article here. Let's see if I can. I, I grabbed that article from the Resonance Foundation. Let me just see if I can find it. And then if you, if anybody on here has any questions about the article or any thoughts about it, you know, you're welcome to bring that to our attention. Let's just see. Oh my goodness. So let me just um, bring up the article for you to see, but it's, I think we're going to have more and more research like this to show that we are light and frequency, okay, resonance, science, there we go. Oh, I, can, I had the article linked. So let's just go ahead and share this. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so this is the article at resonancescience.org. And the article again, mitochondria in photoreceptor cells found to focus light and function as an optical micro lens. Absolutely amazing. We're much more light 
than we are chemical. We're going to find that out very, very soon. Well, next week we're going to be back with Missy Eiton, and then we're going to have some wonderful guests moving forward. So I love it that you join us for our live stream of the podcast each and every week, Thursdays at four o'clock Pacific and seven o'clock Eastern. We'll be back next week. Thank you everyone for being part of the Frequency of 528 podcast. Take care.